Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. Everyone's doing well out there today. We want to think about utilizing a fresh beginning today because this past Sunday we were talking about having a fresh beginning from the Lord. And this past Sunday our church opened, reopened after about three months of being closed because of the pandemic and Man, it was good to be back together, but I was trying to think about what to speak about. What would be the first good sermon to have when we all come back together? And I couldn't help but think about my own failings during the pandemic. You know, some fears and anxieties that popped up, some disciplines that got lost in the shuffle. And I thought about that passage from Lamentations 3, where it says, God's mercies are new every morning and his mercy never comes to an end. And great is your faithfulness, O God. And I was so thankful to read that and remind myself that God's mercy is offered to us each new morning. Aren't you thankful for God's mercy? It's such a gift, such a a blessing to have from God. But the question we want to answer today is, how do you utilize a fresh beginning? Because I don't know if you're like me, but I get frustrated when my children come up and beg me for something that they just got to have. Like the other day, my son said, Daddy, can you get me a strawberry ice cream? Really wanted the strawberry ice cream. We were going through the drive-thru and really wanted strawberry ice cream. And so... Daddy, can I have strawberry ice cream? So I said, okay, okay. You can get a small strawberry ice cream because I knew my children. At least I thought I did. And uh, got that strawberry ice cream home. It was a little melty, but my son sat down and with his strawberry ice cream, took one bite and just realized he didn't want it anymore. <laughs> I don't know if he thought it was going to taste different or if he forgot what the texture of ice cream was like, but he took one bite and just said, I'm done. And I was frustrated by that going, come on. You know, I bought this thing for you. You asked for it. You begged me for it. Then I'm trying to hand the ice cream around to someone else, see if I could, you know, get that ice cream to be not a waste. And nobody seemed to want it. I ended up throwing it away. Well, actually, I think we put it in the freezer for two weeks, and then we threw it away when we were cleaning it out. But I get frustrated by that because it was it was bought in vain. There was, you know, money was spent and time was used, and, and it worked out to be nothing. Or <clears throat> one of my children will say, Daddy, can you get me that new video game for my birthday? I really want it. No, seriously, Daddy. Like, this is the game. If I get this game, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be thrilled. And so, okay, we talk about it. We think about it. We go, okay, we're going to get them that video game they've been asking for. And then we get it for them, and I see them play it on day one. And <clears throat> a couple weeks go by, and and searching for my phone inside the couch cushions and going, where's my phone? And while I'm searching for my phone, I find the video game cartridge from the game they just had to have. And it's not because they lost it and they were dying to find it and couldn't find it. It's because they neglected it and didn't care about it. And now Daddy's finding it, questioning every life decision he's had up to this point, going, why? Why? This game was like a lot of money, you know, and we bought it for you and you had to have it. And it's frustrating because you spend money and time and energy to get something for your children that they want and then they don't appreciate it sometimes. And honestly, I have really good children. That's I'm nitpicking a little bit, but... God delights in giving us mercy, and that's what the scriptures say. His His mercy never comes to an end. He delights in giving us that mercy. But I know this about my God, and I know you do too, that God does not delight in seeing us waste that mercy on not living differently than we did before. What he doesn't delight in is seeing us waste a fresh beginning, to receive a fresh beginning, to get new mercy, to have our minds calibrated to scripture and God's love again and go, okay, I could start new today. My sins are forgiven. He forgave me. He restored me, brought me back to him. I can have a fresh new start. And then to find us 48, 72 hours later, maybe a week or two later, living the same way we did before, 
that has to be incredibly frustrating for a God who, man, when I buy my, my children an ice cream or a video game, it costs some money and some time. But when God has to give us his mercy, it has to be incredibly frustrating because it costs the blood of his son in order to give us that mercy. And that's what we want to talk about today is how to utilize a fresh beginning because a fresh beginning is supposed to be a beginning to a new path, a new way, a new discipline, new holy living. The children of Israel back in the Old Testament were people that received this fresh beginning so many times. They had so many failings, so many times that they dropped the ball and forgot about their God, forgot what he did, and they turned to idols and so God re restored them and gave them mercy and brought them back. And he was glad to do so because God loves his people and he wants those people back with him. And he wants those people to treasure their relationship with him and to live differently than they did before. But the Israelites didn't. Most of them didn't. They got a new fresh beginning. They appreciated. They thanked the Lord. They praised the Lord in song. And just a few days or weeks later, they went right back to living the way they were before in sin, turning to idols, forgetting their God and his commandments. And I want to help us today because I don't want us to waste a fresh beginning because honestly, today, we can find that fresh beginning. I mean, it says God's mercies are new every morning. Today is a new morning, which means there's new mercy offered to, for you today to find that fresh beginning if you need it. And in some ways, we all need a fresh beginning every single day because it's for sure the day before was not lived in perfect holiness. So there's an aspect, and I think that's why there's mercy every morning, because there's an aspect where the day before we have failed, we didn't live perfectly like Christ and for God's glory. And so every one of us needs that fresh beginning. And, and the great thing about it is we can have it today. We could find brand new mercy. I don't know if you've ever un, uh, opened a brand new package. You know, it's brand new. Sometimes we get hand-me-downs and stuff like that, and we're thankful for that. But when we can get a, a brand new thing, and you realize you're taking off, you know, the sleeve of that and uh, the shrink wrap, but it's brand new. It's never been touched. You know, it's came right from the factory. That's a good feeling. Well, mercy <clears throat> is brand new every morning. Now, and today it's like we're brand new mercy. We're opening up a brand new package and inside that package is brand new mercy, capable to forgive our sins, to heal us, to restore us, to bring us back to God, to put us back on our feet, to say, okay, blank slate, continue, go forward, start over. But how do we utilize it? How do we stay new, stay holy, stay on the right path and not go back to the paths we were on before? And I just have seven things I want to think through about things we can have and, and use to utilize a fresh beginning. And number one, I just want to say this. We need to consider that we don't deserve a fresh beginning. Okay, we're not entitled here. We are not entitled people that are entitled to God's mercy. In fact, <clears throat> if you think you're entitled to God's mercy, that completely changes the definition of mercy. Because mercy is getting something that you don't deserve. Or maybe keeping you from something that you do deserve, which is a sinful consequence. But the whole definition of mercy is giving you something that you, you didn't deserve, you're not entitled to. And I think to help ourselves, we need to keep the perspective that when we wake up and God does restore us and he does offer us new mercy, that that's a gift. That is an enormous gift from God. That is not something we deserve. God is showing us his nature and his character to love us, to sustain us, to keep us moving forward, to help us finish the path. But it's incredibly costly for God to do that because, again, it cost him the blood of his son 
Jesus' one sacrifice was sufficient for all our sins, for every ounce of mercy that God gives us. But God had to lay down his son on the cross and sacrifice him for sinful people, wicked people, people that had turned to sin with full knowledge and understanding of what we were doing. So when God gives us his mercy, man, that is a present. That is a blessing and a gift from God. We are not deserving of that. And that helps calibrate our mind to go, wow, what did I just receive here? I don't deserve this. I deserve punishment. I deserve to be cast off. I deserve for God to turn his back on me and to never bring me back and to say, you know what? You're the one that messed up. You're the one that turned to idols. You're the one that forgot my commandments. You're the one that's going to have to pay for that. Forget you. I'm going to someone else. I'm going to love someone differently. Forget you. But God doesn't. He doesn't because he loves us. And he genuinely wants us together with him for all eternity. Wow, I'm so thankful for that. But in order to utilize a fresh beginning, we have to consider we're not deserving of that mercy. That mercy is a tremendous gift of God's grace. And if we will remember that, we will treasure that new beginning. And that will set us on a proper path, a new, brand new course. And if we can keep that every single day to go, I don't remember, or excuse me, I don't deserve what I got. I remember that. And I remember when at age 26, man, I got that fresh beginning from the Lord. And I've tried as much as I can to keep that close to me every single day and year to remember that at age 26, I didn't deserve that mercy. I deserve to be cast off and to, to be shown the wrath of God for my, for my sins. But God gave me mercy and set me back on my feet and restored me and forgave me. But I got to keep that close because that's the motivator that I need to go forward each new day. So that's number one. Consider we don't deserve a fresh beginning. Number two, I don't know if you're a list maker. Um, my wife is a tremendous list maker. It really helps her throughout the day to stay on the course. But I would say number two is have a list of things you need to do better. If you have failed and you have messed up and you do need a fresh beginning and God gives you that fresh beginning, well, the way to not turn back to those old things is to make a list so that you don't go back there or make a list of new things that you want to do new disciplines you want to have and put them in front of your face. I mean it. I mean, literally make a list and put it in front of your face each new day, each new morning or carry it with you. Put it on your phone background. Somewhere it's going to pop in front of your face and your eyes and you're going to have to deal with it and go, okay, all right, this is what I should be doing. I need to think about these things. I need to practice these things because if I don't, I'm going to go back to where I was before and I'm going to waste this fresh beginning and possibly that could be the end of my story because I don't know if tomorrow's coming. It's great that there's new mercy every new morning, but I don't know if tomorrow's going to be there. This might be my last opportunity to receive God's mercy, and I don't want to waste that. So number two is make a list of things you want to do better and discipline yourself to remember that and work at it. Make a list and think about that list and pray about that list and really work at those new disciplines so that you can be a different person than you were before. That's number two. Number three is simply to be careful of old had, old bad habits creeping in. Because that's how bad habits work, right? Bad habits, we recognize their bad habits for a while. I, this is kind of like losing weight or a New Year's resolution. We all recognize there's something we want to change and we focus on and go, okay, I don't want to be that kind of person. So we lose 15 pounds and we feel good. But little bad old habits creep in and we're not careful of it. And little by little, we're eating bad again. And uh, the 15 pounds came back or maybe 20 pounds came back. And, and that's just kind of how old habits 
you know, work. And you got, you know, the old adage, it said old habits die hard and they really do. They die hard. And so we have to be careful of old habits to not let them creep back in, honestly, to be watchful for them and to say, this is how I acted before. I was lazy. I was apathetic. I was living in anxiety, whatever it was. And I need to be careful for those old trends, those old habits, because as soon as that old habit starts, it's a slippery slope before I slide all the way back down the hill to where I was before. So be careful, watch for them. And when you find them, immediately repent, immediately confess it, get right back to where you were and keep going. That's number three. Number four, take a friend, take a loved one along with you on your new journey. I mean, that's a good thing. If you have a fresh beginning and got a new fresh start from the Lord, and I hope that you have today or recently, bring someone along with you, someone you trust, someone you love, an accountability partner and say, listen, this is what the Lord did for me. This is what I want to do and change based on this fresh start. Would you help me remember? Would you help me stay accountable? Would you ask me tough questions along this journey? Be that friend that is a true friend so that I don't slide back and slip back to the old habits that I was in before. That's really good. And you'll have a few of those people in your life who are, be, who are going to be willing to do that without judging you and will say to you, yes, I'll be that kind of person for you. I'll pray for you. I'll remind you. I'll ask you tough questions. And I'll love you during this process. Bring someone along with you. That'd be a good way to have a fresh beginning linger and remain for the course of your life. Number five is don't listen to the lies of the devil because he knows we get fresh beginnings. He hates the fact that we get fresh beginnings. And just because we get a fresh beginning doesn't mean he's going away. In fact, I think he's even more determined to ruin us once we do get that fresh beginning. It makes him angry. He, don't want, he doesn't want to see us getting new mercy and grace from God, a new fresh start. So when we get that fresh beginning, he's going to ramp up his attacks. So number five is don't listen to the lies of the devil. Don't let him rub your nose in your past failings because if you get a fresh beginning it's sure and true from scripture that those sins are removed as far as the east is from the west they're forgotten they're they've been cleansed they're not there anymore it's like a smudge on your shoe that you wipe off it's not there anymore and so if you get new mercy and new forgiveness don't let the devil remind you of those past failings get up move forward and just forget what lies behind the apostle paul says that and strain forward to what lies ahead don't listen to the lies of the devil that you're not worthy. You didn't actually receive mercy. God possibly couldn't have loved you to that degree. Listen to scripture. Turn off those lies from the devil and go forward because you can. That's how the nature of our God. That's how much God loves us. And if, the, if we listen to the old lies, it won't be long before we start to consider our old ways again. And we'll slip back into that old lifestyle and the devil will be laughing at us and we'll go right back to the way we were before. We'll put on that 20 pounds of spiritual filth and it won't be long before we're begging God for another fresh beginning. So that's number five. Number six, put a bullseye on the past failings. Whatever those failings were, whatever those things that you look at and go, that was wrong. I did that wrong. I shouldn't have done that. Put a bullseye on those things. Like you would if you were going the wrong way in the road, they put those wrong way signs right in front of your face, big and red, so you see it and go, oh, wow, this isn't right. I'm on a dangerous road right now. This isn't the place I should be going, and you turn around as soon as possible. If you put a bullseye, and that kind of goes with the old habits one, but if you put a bullseye on your past failings, you'll be sure to not go down those roads again, to not speak the way you did before, to not be lazy 
like you did before, to not treat the Lord like you did before, to not forget his commandments like you did before, whatever it is. Put a bullseye in those things that you want to steer clear from and say that is the wrong way. Implant it in your mind. Teach your mind. Discipline your mind to say, no, that is wrong thinking. That is a wrong habit. That is a wrong practice. I cannot do that again. And so as soon as I see it, I'm going to go, no, that's wrong. Turn back. That's the wrong way. The Lord taught me that. That is evil. That's going to lead me to a bad place. That's going to lead me down a sinful path and I can't go there anymore. And we're not going to fall backwards into holy living. We're going to have to be very determined and disciplined to stay clear of old bad habits, old bad practices, old bad relationships possibly, and time-wasting experiences that we had and not go back there again because it won't be long before we're the same kind of person that we were before. So that's number six. And number seven which kind of pulls them all together, puts a bow on this present, is stay close to Jesus. Stay close to Jesus. And I wish you could see my notes because I'm not the kind of person that likes to overuse exclamation points, but I have five after stay close to Jesus because it's that important. That if we want to utilize a fresh beginning, man, we can't lose sight of the Lord. Cannot. We cannot take time off from the Lord. And you might think, oh, it's just one morning, or it's just one afternoon, or it's just one day, or it's just one weekend. But the snowball effect happens. And the more we take off time from the Lord, the more we lose sight of him, the more we lose sight of, our command, of his commandments, of our fresh beginning, and we slide back down that hill. We have to be determined to stay near him, stay in his word, stay in prayer, stay going to church. Every time the church is open, get there. Don't take time off. Don't justify it. Be near the Lord Jesus as much and as often as you can because he's the one that gave you this fresh beginning. He wants you to live differently. He loves you with a love that we really can't fathom. And stay close to him. He is the secret. He is the power to utilizing a fresh beginning, to living new, and we got to stay so close to him because everything scary is away from the Lord and everything safe and good is right next to him. And I want us to, every single day that we receive a fresh beginning or when we receive a fresh beginning, to not forget this, to not lose sight of it, to not squander this fresh beginning, to say, Lord, you gave me this. It is a present. It is a gift. I don't deserve it. But I want to live for you in a way that I haven't before. I want to be different from now on. And I remember at age 26 making that decision to the Lord to say, Lord, this isn't just me saying I'm sorry again. This is me taking this mercy, taking this fresh beginning you've given me and being determined to be different from this point on. And I have failed since then. I've slipped down the hill sometimes, but thankfully, by God's grace, I have determined myself and disciplined myself to be different. And I keep that old man close. And more importantly, I keep the Lord Jesus close so that I don't go back to the one, the man I was before. And I hope you'll take this in the spirit it's intended. Hopefully it's not sound like I'm speaking down to you because this is the kind of person that I am too. If I don't mark these things down and remember these things, I will waste fresh mercy and fresh beginnings. And I don't want to. I want to take the mercy I've received this very morning, utilize it, go forward, and be different for the sake of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is worthy of it. I hope that's been an encouragement to you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. 
Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.